Blog Talk Radio. Give me the flats of dawn with plenty of tailing fish and the perfect fly rod yeah. and get ready for some magic. What an awesome Join Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Nice fish. And help make sure that the magic never ends. Visit tarbone.org to find out how you can help. And there you go. The same intro we have used forever. Hopefully we'll be changing that at some point soon. Welcome to Kayak Fishing Radio. I am your host, Charles Levi, also known as Redfish Chuck. I am not joined by anybody tonight. I'm going to uh, do somewhat of a little solo show. It's going to be a fast show, more or less just to check and see what the sound quality is like with this particular set of headphones that I have on. Um... But we do have some interesting things to talk about, of course. We've got uh, the um, iCast uh, Best of Show things to talk about, um, other kayaks that were released at iCast that did not win Best of Show but are definitely uh, kayaks to uh, keep your eyes on for sure. Um, I'm actually in the middle of looking right now for list. I'm thinking that somebody should have put a list out by now of all of the one best of shows and such from iCast. I am not going to iCast this year. Not that I'm protesting iCast or anything. I just honestly don't don't have the time uh, working um, full time and uh, burned a bunch of sick time and all that kind of stuff to go to the Bahamas and um, do some other things. So I don't really have the time to go even though it's only 30 minutes from my house. And that actually is kind of annoying, to be honest with you, that I know that some of my best friends that I've got on this planet are over there in Orlando right now from all walks of life and all different areas of the world. And, uh, yeah, I can't go hang out and do the fun walkthrough stuff. But it's all good. We've got a lot of really good people over there right now. Guys, if you're uh, trying to find somebody, which I seriously doubt you're trying to find somebody to watch on Facebook to see what's going on with um, with iCast, because there's literally, I think, 50 live feeds today I saw. Something crazy, something pretty close to that. Um, 50 live feeds uh, from iCast um, just in my timeline. So, uh, yeah, there you go. But anyhow, um, if you are looking for somebody, because you don't happen to have anybody who's part of 
your group or your inner circle that's down there, I highly recommend that you follow along with uh, Butch Newell. Um, Butch is uh, the director for the World Outdoor Writers Association and does a phenomenal job going through different products at, at, in different booths and stuff and kind of giving you kind of a quick rundown of what exactly it is you're looking at. In fact, right now I'm sitting here and I'm watching a video from Butch on the brand new Yeti lawn chair. Yeah. It's a chair made from Yeti, like the company. So there's no cup holders. <laughs> I don't see a cup holder on the chair. And uh, there's definitely nothing to keep anything cold that I can tell. It just looks like a normal lawn chair. But you guys know Yeti. They are the masters of marketing. They've convinced so many of us to buy their uh $40 five-gallon bucket. So there's that. You can rest assured that you're probably going to uh, have somebody in your neighborhood uh, lounging out in a Yeti lawn chair at some point. So let's see what else is going on. Uh, I know that best in show to the fly reel category went to uh, Siegler Reels for their for their brand new reel. They, I believe it was for the small one, the eight weight. Yeah, pretty positive that that's what it was. But anyhow, um, so congratulations to those guys. Been following them for you know beginning well for a while when they, with all their conventional reels and stuff, but really hard when they started to get into the fly category and paying a whole lot of attention to what it is they got going on. So if you guys are looking for the uh, the next level fly reel, for sure, hit up the guys at Siegler. So um, Butch, is, Butch has been showing a lot of different stuff today. Uh, a new hook design from Mustad is one of the things. Uh, new titanium pliers from Danko. So um, definitely appreciate all the hard work Butch is putting in for himself really he's not doing that on on our behalf i promise you it's just but um it's nice to find someone that you can follow along with that goes through and and gives you kind of the information you're looking for when you use that icast so now further ado let's uh let me give you my my thoughts on the pelican the new pelican kayak which obviously is probably one of the most talked about things out of ICAST so far in the kayak fishing community. Um, right off the bat, let me just say this. The response from those who are in the Hobie fan camp are not surprising. People out there listening, listen, Hobie makes a great product. There's no doubt. They have, they've been the leader in the kayak fishing market and still are the leader in the kayak fishing market. Um, however, when old technology is then kicked to the wayside and the opportunity for somebody to come in and use said old technology to better their product comes along, it's going to happen. I mean, it's just it's the nature of business. It's just the way things go. It doesn't matter if it's fishing, kayaking, surfing, uh, refrigeration. I mean, literally anything. If you let a patent go 
and it was successful, somebody's going to grab a hold of it so that they can then, in turn, hopefully be successful. I think it's a brilliant move by Pelican. Because, listen, Pelican's not fooling anybody. They're not trying to say that they're going to compete with Hobie. I've seen a bunch of people say that, like they're never, they'll never compete with Hobie. They're not trying to compete with Hobie. Nobody in their right mind would, who, who has the money in their pocket to either buy a Hobie or buy a Pelican would choose the Pelican for the obvious reason, right? The drive is old. It's old technology. It's much more efficient nowadays. So, um, you know, let that go, guys. Like, you don't, you don't have to worry about them or think that Pelican is trying to somehow become the top dog in kayak fishing because obviously they're not. Um, it is a very interesting-looking kayak. I will say that. Um, it's got a nice open floor plan, it looks like. Looks like there may be some places there for you to stand. Um, gear tracks all over it, which is, which is pretty standard nowadays with most uh, crafts that are coming out on the market. Um, I'm not sure about color, color options. Not that that's a big deal, but uh, sometimes folks like to, like to uh, pick up on something that's you know, brightly colored or whatever like that. Seating looks nice. It has, it has a lot of the, uh, a lot of the um, old town predator kind of a look to it. it. Just like raw form, just from where I'm sitting looking at it. Um, but, you know, at fourteen ninety nine, it's going to be a seller. People are going to buy it because it's hard to get into a pedal, a pedal kayak now for anything less than $2,000. Um, so fourteen ninety nine is a pretty smart price, if you ask me. And for the guy who's on a budget, who can't afford to go out and buy a Hobie or a Native or any of the others with, uh, with, with uh, pedals, maybe perhaps this is the boat that, that would convince him to spend a little bit extra money than he might would normally do and uh, pick up something with some pedals in it. I think it's actually really smart in a lot of ways. You know, it honestly, the, uh, the market in, in the kayak world is, is the prices of these boats are going up and up and up and up, as we all know, and have been for years. But I think that, honestly, uh, the mass part of the market isn't, being, isn't really being reached with technical-type gear, if that makes sense. Um, I've got some friends who own uh, a couple different kayak manufacturers, smaller kayak manufacturers, and they make phenomenal boats, right? And they've, they've been able to come up with some really cool uh, options for, the, for said boats. And they keep the price point all the time in that normal, what I would call a normal range for, uh, for a kayak. I'm in the, it's no secret. I'm in the middle of building a micro skiff, right? And the micro skiff is going to retail for, you know, not a whole lot much more than your top-of-the-line kayak. So just to give you kind of an idea as to options, you know what I mean? Now there's now there's other options. Uh, East Cape the, uh, showed the Skinoo, which I'm sure we'll get a bunch of videos on that too, hopefully here shortly. Um, but I'd be interested to see what people thought about it because, I mean, it's another one of those crossover 
uh, vessels that may take may push the envelope as far as price point, but for a family who's sitting back and looking at possibly purchasing two kayaks, to have one of them, um, uh, to have one of those two kayaks, say thirty five hundred bucks, you get two. You're talking seven grand before taxes, and then you got to get a trailer and everything else. More than likely, so I mean, there's there's a, there's a a bit of money involved in uh, in that high end kayak market now. So like I say, I think it's a good idea for Pelican to come out with something like that. Um. So yeah, there's that. And then, uh, of course, big winner for the kayak for the kayak side of the show is, uh, of course, Jackson Kayaks. I mean, come on, Jackson Kayaks went in with uh, the Blue Sky and swept and took the show. Took, took the show in the boat category. I don't know who won best of show overall. Um, in the past, there have been kayak manufacturers that have taken all of it, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's uh what in the world are y'all doing? Um, I'm not sure if uh if they won the whole category, but I know that for a fact that they they took um best of show for the um blue sky. So congratulations to everybody at Jackson. I mean, tremendous work those guys put into that project and you know, there's another there's another example of a uh of a product that a lot of people kind of wrote it off, you know, a lot of folks kind of wrote it off a little bit saying, Oh, it's too expensive and it looks silly, whatever. Listen, you never know. You never know what people's likes are going to be, but these guys had a, had a clear vision of what they wanted to do, what, what, what it is they wanted to build, executed it perfectly. I mean, I, I saw uh, some incredible video that was put out by Jameson and the crew uh, about that boat, and uh, honestly, I can't wait to demo one. I want to try one really, really bad. So it's pretty awesome. Let's see what else is going on. I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Fishing. Let's talk fishing for a second. I guess why not? Um. So the Banana River here in Brevard County is dead. The Sykes Creek area is dead. And the Indian River Lagoon is still holding some fish. Uh, the water's pretty dirty in most spots, but cleans up in different kinds, I mean, different areas. And, uh, you know, redfish, black drums, snook, uh, tarpon, trout, of course, everything is kind of around right now. Um, moral of the story, if you decide to fish in the Indian River Lagoon, don't take the fish home and eat them. Like, let those fish go. And, uh, um Hang on one second. And uh, let's try and preserve the stock a little bit. So there's that. Let's, uh, yeah, let's try and preserve the stock a little bit because, you know, we should, us locals, we should know if the Banana River is in such poor health and the Sykes Creek area is in such poor health, then we know the fish populations in both of those regions are going to be slammed right it's, it's just it's just almost non-existent so uh, let's not over exploit the one good piece of water or decent piece of water that we have left 
let's not do that. Let's just go out there. Let's use our heads. Let's, let's you know, focus on these. Uh, let's focus on these. Um, yeah, let's focus on keeping these fish stocks healthy. And uh, when you go out, don't don't fish with super light stuff in the summertime. Fish with a little bit heavier gear in the summertime. Wear wear down on them fish a little bit and uh, get them to the boat or get them to the kayak much faster. So here you can turn around and release them um, and not have to uh, sit there and revive them for 30 minutes. You know, I don't use super light fly rods this time of year. I don't, I won't go anything lighter than the six weight and I'll only use the six weight for fish that I should be throwing a six weight at. I'm not trying to break any line class records. And again, I'm not trying to whoop any fish um, into the point of where they die, you know, it's complete exhaustion. So if you do, you know, use, use some common sense. If the fish is, is big and, and, you know, you throw a six weight at them and you're in your backing five times and you're having a hard time getting the fish closer to you, whatever, um, you might, you might just cut your losses, break the fish off and give it a chance, especially tarpon. Uh, with the beach tarpon that we have right here uh, on the space coast right now, um, you're definitely going to want to, to whoop those fish fast. You're not going to do it with a fly rod. I mean, more than likely out of a kayak from the beach here on the fly would be one of the dopest things I think I've ever seen. But, you know, I would definitely um, caution you to use light tackle, especially right now. Well, there you go. Just a little quick little rundown real fast. I didn't want to spend a whole lot of time. I was hoping I was going to have uh, a couple of folks joining me tonight to discuss ICAST type stuff and whatever, and it didn't work out. So no big deal. Um, working on getting some studio equipment as well so that sound quality gets better and uh, the overall experience gets better. But uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. We will be back um, next Tuesday. So you guys have a great night. See you.